Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, sitting behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another show. And it is from the show that's been voted number three on the top 15 podcasts on emotional intelligence by Spot, And so I am excited that you are listening to one of the top shows right now. And I'm in the command center of the Emotelligent Leadership Institute, where I'm going to dig into the vault and get today's show so that what you've come for, you will have. So let me reach in right here and get today's show. There it is. I got it. I got it. And put it down right here. And now we can dive into today's show. And on today's show, we are going to talk about how to keep your team, including your managers, motivated during the COVID-19 pandemic. What are some things that you as a leader can do to help your people remain a part of the game, actually not fall off, not lose motivation, not feel as if they are somehow in this by themselves. It's so easy to feel that way when you are locked away and not having human interaction as you're used to. Things feel a bit different. Not everybody is cut out for this kind of time we're living in. And that's why it's so important, and I won't go deep in this, but it's so important to help your people create a an entrepreneurial mindset because this kind of situation we're experiencing right now, people who have entrepreneurial mindsets are more apt to navigate this season in a way that is surprisingly because they create advantage as an advantage for them. They, they they find opportunities when others may not. They they don't see it as a major blow, so to speak. Yes, it's it creates some financial hardship. It creates some challenges, but because of their entrepreneurial mindsets, they're going to find a way to to rise be resilient, come back up. You know, the whole, this is a zigzag of life for entrepreneurs. And yes, you may not be an entrepreneur per se, but having people around you or creating an entrepreneurial mindset with your people, your team is so important. And I believe that going forward, people are going to look at work a bit different than they have ever looked at work. Both from a 
a C-suite level to those who are on the front lines. I believe people who have who have had a taste of this kind of work from home is going to realize, wait a minute, wait a minute. We could probably be doing something different than we have always done. So I, I think there's some very important, word important, the very interesting outcomes are going to be experienced from this season of the quarantine and the COVID-19. But that's a whole, I don't want to get too much into that from a an entrepreneurial mindset, but I want to encourage business owners, C-suite executives, leaders to try to help your people to, to, to have an entrepreneurial mindset. And there's a way to go about doing that, which we won't get into in this, in this episode, because we're going to talk about how to keep your team motivated. Some people can get very easily demotivated when they don't have teams or people around them. They're not working in groups. They're not, they don't, they don't do well by themselves. And that's why some people seek out the workplace and understandable. So everybody's not entrepreneurial. Not everybody is cut out for individual work. Not every personality. You know, I've, I've seen many times people who are introverts will say, this is great for us as entre- as introverts, <laughs> right? I'm thinking about entrepreneurs. It's great for us as introverts because we have a chance to do what we love to do, work up by ourselves, you know, and, and have this kind of opportunity. So this is a season for introverts to really shine, right? But not everybody is that way. If they're extroverts, they want to be out there. They want to to be able to show them, you know, be the life of the party and, and all of that. So the question is then, you know, it's a big challenge, right? It's a big challenge, especially for leaders and C-suite executives to really keep your people motivated because you have a whole, you know, a motley crew, right? A makeup of people of different personalities and so on. And this is where you actually are going to find and see the differences in these personalities and how people are able to work on their own versus those who have a a greater challenge doing so. But before we dive into, I want to give you five five reasons. I mean, five things you can do, right, that will help you to keep your team motivated during COVID nineteen the coronavirus, right? But before we get into that, let me just say thank you for being here. If this is your first time listening to the Kings of Grand Show, I do appreciate that. Let this not be your first and last, but this may be your first of many, right? And make sure you take somebody, invite somebody with you because we're building a movement and you want to be a part of that. So thank you for being here. If this is, of course, is your return, you have been here a few times. Thank you so much for being so uh, being that special VIP person, right? That individual that I I know is almost like becoming a fan of the show. And I, I do appreciate that very, very much. It means a world to me when I can hear someone say, Kingsley, I really dig your show. I, I really listen to all of your episodes. You know, I'm really learning learning a lot. You know, I, I all the different things, you know, the niceties that people have said to me about the show. I, I want to say thank you. 
really from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much because it means a lot to me. And I truly appreciate that. And lastly, this show is being brought to you by Kingspire Communication, the place where leaders go to figure out through coaching, consulting, or training how to get better results in the work environment, how to reduce or wipe out toxicity from the workplace and unleash the human potential where people are enthusiastic about being in the workplace and performance and productivity skyrocket. That is what we we do. And so if you're interested in finding out more, you can do so by going to kingsleygrant.com, K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y-G-R-A-N-T.com. And let's have a conversation to see if we could help you in whatever it is you are wanting to see happen and be different in your work situation. So now, what is it that you need to do then to motivate your team during this very trying time, this time that we've never had before? It's not just one place or one country or one city. The whole world basically has been impacted and somehow the the way that people have adapted as far I mean have adopted as far as how to tackle this virus is to quarantine and isolate and shut everything down. I don't know if that's the best way. However, that's the way that they've been chosen. And I guess in China they found where the place where the virus began that this is the best way to to do that. And they're seeing ex- very good results as good results from that. So I guess it's it's working. We'll, we'll see. We'll find out if there are other ways. I'm sure at a later time, people are going to look back and say, what what did we learn and how could we have done this differently? So, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty, as many have said. So what can you do to motivate your people, motivate your team, motivate your leaders, keep them motivated during this time when it's so easy to get lost in the shuffle, get lost in the mix, you know? I I remember when I, you know, as you know, and may have, but maybe not, but I'm from Jamaica originally. And I remember moving, migrating to the, the United States, you know, of course, it's, this is many, many years ago. And I remember when I first came to the United States, I really didn't have any one of close family members around me. I really had, basically was doing this on my own. And I felt very, very you know, alone. I, it wasn't something I was used to. I was used to being around family members and friends. And I was like that guy. I had, I had all the connection, right? So I felt more productive. I felt my performance was on peak because I really was competitive. And I wanted my friends and others to see how good I was at what I did. Now that was gone. Here it is. I found myself in a, a strange situation. I found myself, in a sense, basically be, being self-isolated. I was going to school at the time, and really, I went to school, came back home, didn't have any friends. I had to rebuild my life. I actually rebuilt my life in the United States. And, you know, of course, my I have now had my wife and my kids and all of that many, 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 many years later. But my point is, when I first came and found myself thrust into that situation, it was quite challenging. It was not something that I was used to. 
I really, my, my motivation came when I was in Jamaica from being around others. And I want to just shine and do my best. When I first, I mentioned, came to the United States for, for a while, that internal drive was basically came because I wanted to go to school and succeed. And I wanted to, my parents at the time, before you know, they were alive at the time, to to look back and see how well I was doing. So I really had a, a very, uh, an internal drive to, to really please and, and all of that. But I can tell you, many times I found myself to be by myself, feeling lonely and alone. And I had to push myself. I had to really push myself. It was not easy. And I begin to think about people who find themselves in this similar situation, what it must be like for them. What is the driver for them? And how can you help them? So I want to give you five, as I mentioned, five ways you can do that. Here's the first one. Regular check-ins. Regular check-ins. Now, by that, I don't mean trying to micromanage check-ins. This is a very personal check-ins to see how your people is doing. How are their their families? Ask them. Talk about their, their health issues. Talk about what this means for them. Anxiety. Any family member, you know, inquire about family members or people close to them. What's on their mind? Ask, you know, I would suggest make that call at least, you know, every so often, as often as you can, or somebody who represents you doing that, that they they understand that person is doing it on your behalf. It's better if you do it. But I think that taking a few moments to check in and just ask these questions, but give your people a chance to talk. Give them a chance, for, maybe for the first time, for them to talk and you to listen. Ask an open-ended question. For example, you could say, so... John or Jane, tell me, what has this been like for you and your family to be thrust into the quarantine and the isolation and all of that for the past few days? Tell me about that. And just shut up. Be quiet. Listen. Let them talk. It may take a few minutes. What? So what? What you're doing is establish a connection with your people in a way that you probably have not before. You may have more opportunities to do that now than you were in the past. So check in on them, not about work. Now, I'm going to get to that in a few minutes, but right now I'm talking about this is a part of your check-in and maybe that day is only to check in on their health, their overall well-being, and leave it there. Let, it, let nothing else be on the agenda. Unless there's something pressing, I understand that. You could do both. But if you can, and let that be the only thing you're doing it as, then that's probably my suggestion to do To do that is better if you just make it about that and that only. Okay? So regular check-ins is the first way that I would suggest to keep your team motivated. Secondly, do virtual meetings. Now, there are other there are many software out there, but one of the most popular that I know most companies are using is Zoom. Some are using Skype. Uh, some actually use others. You know, I just the ones that I'm used to that I use 
are these two. Now, I've used others here and there, but I'm not going to recommend, you know, I'm not here to recommend platforms per se. I'm only telling what I find to be most most useful for me and I'm used to. And, you know, the whole idea, once you're used to something, why change, right, if it's not broken, so to speak. Now, that's not, you know, that philosophy is not necessarily true in my way of thinking, but I'm just mentioning that right now. But virtual meetings is where you could use to really recognize people. You know, everyone on their line and you're talking, you could use that as a chance to praise, right? Because you may have found out something from the these check-ins you did that others may not know about, but you now know. When you're in a meeting where everybody is together, you can praise those people who have maybe shared some things with you that others may not know. And now you get a chance to broadcast that. It's important that these virtual meetings, as much as possible, be done face-to-face. Meaning, some people have used the audio and, you know, they get on these calls and people are on the phone, per se. And there's a place for that and there's a time for that. But my recommendation is to ask people to get on. Now, people, because they might be in different parts of the city or the world and be a part of your team, well, you may have to be flexible and do more than one virtual meeting. Try your best not to inconvenience people who may have had, you know, maybe with their people, their family, and in a different time zone than you are. Try as best as possible. I know it's impossible to please everybody. I get it. But your job is to try to find your, to to be flexible, to find the best, you know, possible way to adjust. Because you might be able to do that easier than the people that you, that are serving your team members. So virtual meetings and, and as much as possible, make it face-to-face, use it for times to recognize, to applaud people, to really give shout-outs as much as possible. That is also another way to keep your people motivated. Number three, incentivize the work your people are doing. And it, and this is very interesting because your people are more online a lot more than they would normally, Right. And so the incentivizing, (laughs) I'm having a a problem with that word, but incentivizing them could look like sending them a, you know, an e-card or a, uh, an e-gift certificate or or it could be an order you place on their behalf that's delivered to them. Or they could go for a curbside pickup depending on what their city allow them to do, Right. It, it, it could be any of those things because, you know, this is a need right now. People are are, are needing the, the necessities of of life more so than the things that are the, you know, the luxury things, right? It's survival. So people are more apt to look for, instead of this, you know, of clothing or these other things, they're looking for food items, uh, non-perishable things, goods, Paper goods, like toilet paper, <laughs> which is crazy. I don't know what this idea, where this came from, who started it, but I think this is a clever way for these toilet paper and paper towel companies who make these to truly get free advertising. They don't have to advertise for a while because people do it for them. The news media do it for them. And so 
you know, it's a very clever thing. Who knows where it may have started? Maybe somebody who owns or who create who makes those probably get it got it going. I don't know, but you know, something like that. People are looking for those kind of products, right? So that's what you want to focus on. That's more appreciated than something else right now. So you use the context you find yourself in. You use the moment. So it's all about quarantine and being healthy and having products and items that people are going to need. Find a way to incentivize with those things because people are more appreciative of that than anything else or other things at this moment, at this moment, this time. So you could also use an incentive could be for those who are able to, you know, do meet their quota in in spite of. It could be, you know, a gift, as I mentioned before, certificate, an e-card, an e, e, um, gift card, whatever it might be. Right, and it's e, the e means electronic, right? So I want to make sure I mention that electronic. So you want to find creative ways to incentivize your people. Number four. So we mentioned regular check-ins, virtual meetings, incentivizing your people. Number four. Number four, being flexible. You know, I do these videos. I'm trying to do these videos for people in a group that I am leading on the Facebook, and I talk about some of these skills and one of those was flexibility the need for flexibility and this is a time for you to become a little bit more be more flexible in how you're leading because the rigidity part may work in a structure uh, in a certain context where there's more structure people are showing up in a very a given place in a system where everybody is there and so you know it's it's probably more challenging. But imagine you allow your people to become more innovative and, and and find creative ideas because they have to be doing things that they're not used to doing on a regular basis, right? You know, that is working from home. What if they've come, they've come across ways to streamline things, to become more efficient, to expedite matters, what if they become they've found those ways to do those things? Are you going to shut that down because it's not something that fits within the framework or the parameters that have been set up by by you or somebody else? And we've always done it that way, kind of mentality. No, this could be an opportunity for them to be unleashed, so to speak, to unleash them to truly tap into their their own creativity because they could find ways to doing things, as I mentioned, more efficiently and expeditiously, right, than was being done before. Now, if you are rigid and stick to same old, we've always done it this way mentality, we don't change what we do here because we've I've done this for many years, and our forefathers have done it this way. And how are you now going to bring something different to us? <laughs> My friend, listen, you've got to be flexible. Times like this calls for flexibility. You'd be surprised to see what your people can do and want to do 
if you only give them just some freedom, just room to be creative. And this could be an opportunity that transforms your company, your organization, like nothing else could. I believe that coming out of this season, when this all is said and done, we're going to find people are, I mean, like I mentioned, things would not be the same. Normal will look different. But I believe that some things are going to be incredibly better as a result of this. And number five, number five is maybe it's a concept that I'm going to introduce to you that you may not have thought about, may not know much about. And and so when I mention it, you probably might need to do a little more research on this. You can watch YouTube videos. You can listen to podcasts or read read up or research on Google, you know, online about this topic that I'm going to introduce to you if you've not heard about it. But the fifth one, the fifth way is a masterminding across the board. Mastermind. Well, mastermind is really where two or more people come together to brainstorm, to think through, to work on an ideas where on, you know, a common objective or a goal in mind, to listen to other people where it's almost where two minds are better than one kind of thing. I grew up hearing that many times. Two heads are better than one. And and that came from the, the idea that if you are the only person thinking on something, you may only see things through one lens and one perspective, which understandably so, but someone else could bring a perspective into the mix that you've never thought about. And this is a way for people in a mastermind situation is able to come up with solutions or new ideas that have not been thought about. Imagine on one of those virtual meetings, I mean, actually use a virtual meetings approach where you get key individuals, right? Leads, supervisors, managers from different departments. And, And it doesn't have to be on the same product. Maybe they've solved a problem a certain way that could help someone else to take those principles, those ideas, and solve a problem that they have. Imagine people are sharing what helps them to motivate their team to be excellent in what they're doing, but it's all being kept to themselves. Now they have an opportunity to talk about that. Imagine these managers and these leaders and supervisors and whatever title they have are connecting and building rapport across departments. Because, you know, sometimes it's almost like we create these corners that this is us for and no more. This is our world, our space, our department. Let's do our best to make our department the best there is. And forgetting that the the part is not greater than the whole. And then that's sometimes what happens is because we've always done it that way and we don't have these moments of flexibility and, and in a, you know, to allow people to see that, listen, your department is not the whole, it's part of. And, and so when people are able to realize that, the more everybody wins, the more everybody wins, Right. <laughs> The company wins and everybody wins as along along with that. What's 
what is the, the purpose of one department doing so much better than every other department? And probably it's a skill that they have learned or an idea they've come upon that is working for them that could be, that could be used in another department. And this is what masterminding does. It allows people to come together, talk through, share ideas, and at the end of the day, it's for everybody to succeed. You know, I, I've done that many, many times in with people that I've not even met physically. We've met online, and then we mastermind, and these people could be hundreds and thousands of miles away. We get on online through Skype or through um, Zoom or any other platform that we've chosen and have this conversation and ask each other, what's working for you? And many times, the people I'm masterminding with are not even in, in my industry. And that's even better. Why? Because number one, uh, you don't have to fear that, oh, they're going to steal your idea. Come on. You know, that's a very a scarcity mindset that there's not enough to go around. Come on, there's, there's more than enough to go around. We cannot think scarcity. We think abundance, right? So masterminding is another way to really keep your teams motivated because they're now getting new ideas, hearing things they've not thought about before, and it just, you know, generate an energy in them and excitement that they have been lacking. So these five ways I mentioned are Regular check-ins, that's number one, regular check-ins. Number two, a virtual meetings. Number three, incentivizing the work. Number four, being flexible, leave room for creativity and innovation. And number five, mastermind. Now, I hope that you are going to take to heart and try to implement one of these or, or more than one, but really take time to develop these things, you know, take time to work at them. So it becomes a normal, not just something that like, wow, where is this coming from? What's up with this, you know, this person, this leader? I've never seen her or he or she do this before. So you want to kind of ease yourself into some of these that allow them to not be so shocked that they can't receive what it is you're doing. But I would start with the check-ins as a first thing. As I mentioned before, I use that as a first thing because that's your point of entry, your point of entry into everything. As I mentioned, your point of entry is regular check-in. So I want to say thank you for taking the time to listen. And I want to know which of these are most useful, you found most useful. And I would love to hear what you've done and in, in following through on what you've heard today in this episode. So you can really share with me and, and others in commenting on the the episode when it's posted across my my Facebook, my social media. I want to say Facebook, but I post this along my social media, especially especially LinkedIn. So engage with me on LinkedIn and others who are engaging there. Share your ideas, share your thoughts, and let us learn from you what it is you've done and some of the results you have, you're experiencing. I would love to hear. And don't forget, you can also reach out to me directly. You can reach out to me directly through Kingsley grant.com just contact me send me an email send me a testimonial so i can actually have that as a way to say oh man i'm so happy to hear and i can update that on a future episode of what you've done as a result of this episode today 
So remember, my friend, you are one skill away, one skill away from this idea of motivating your people during this time of COVID-19. Let's now put this show back into the vault and say our goodbye. So here we go. Here we go. There it is. And now that this show is tucked away, I can safely exit the command center of the Immortelligent Leadership Institute and say, my friend, with that, peace out. God bless. And I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah.